What's up, everybody? It's episode 166 of the Audible Farm Podcast. And this episode's brought to you by Couchtown Coffee. Couchtown Coffee is roasted right here in Iowa, and you can get it roasted any way you like. Go to CouchtownCoffee.com, find a coffee you like, make an order, and when you do, you can save 20% just by letting them know Audible Farm sent you. That's right, you can save 20% at CouchtownCoffee.com just by letting them know Audible Farm sent you. So find a coffee you like, let them know how you want it roasted, and get it shipped to your house and have some of the best coffee you've ever had. Thanks, Couchtown. This episode, I'm sitting down with Clint Riedel. It's uh, like the 900th time I've sat down. No, I think it's like the seventh time I've sat down with Clint. But we sit down and talk about uh, pretty much whatever we want to talk about. We talk about Clint doing a photo shoot. That was kind of cool. We talk about him possibly going to Nashville. We talk about uh, some albums that are probably going to come out for Clint. Uh, maybe some physical copies, etc., etc. So we just kind of hem-haw about this, that, and the other, and it's a pretty interesting little episode we got going on here. Might be a little bit shorter than normal, but uh, uh, I guess just a little behind the scenes. I've been like crazy busy lately, so uh, I'm glad Clint had some time to work into my weird schedule where it's like, I'm free on this one night. Can you make it happen? And he said yes. So uh, hats off to you, Clint. I appreciate it. So this is episode 166 with my buddy, Clint Riedel. It's the Audible Farm Podcast. With your host, Peter Stockdale. All right, well, let's start it out here. Uh, I'm sitting down with Clint. Uh, this is the Audible Farm Podcast, or should we call it... Uh the Clint Riedel podcast at this point. Well, it's a, it's a once a month thing. Yeah, yeah it seems seems to be pretty frequent. You are my most frequent guest, but uh, you're one of my best buddies in the music scene, you know, even out of the music scene, honestly. Works out well. We're yeah. just hanging out, yeah. holding on to a microphone. Yeah, I mean, like half the time we could just set up a microphone and a camera and do this anyways. Old timey. Yep. You know, but I guess, you know, it does take a little effort to actually get the microphone out and actually start recording stuff, but... Um, one thing I was going to ask you about was recently you were talking about how you did a photo shoot kind of thing at Iowa Central. Um, yeah. What What was all that about? I, I remember you said something about that. Well, uh, Shelly and Rochelle working out at Central College there, they're great people and they have a drive to help like us fledgling musicians and locals, you know, like they're really giving back to the community. Anyway, um I got invited to just be a model, per se, and then each student would take turns, like, going around shooting. Everyone brought a model, so there was, like, you know, you'll have the, and we were in the same spots, so they are forced to use that environment with that person and see what their mind creates compared to someone else's eye, you know? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like a, that's actually a really fun assignment to, to think about that. I mean... You could just have everyone stand there and everyone walk up and take pictures and it'd be whatever. But you guys, like, I guess, like, where were you at to, like, pose or whatever? Were you, like, in front of, were you, like, somewhere cool? Were you outside or? Yeah, everyone got a different uh, station, I guess. And I was in the auditorium. Never been in the auditorium out at Central. It's beautiful. Yep, it's very nice. Uh, We were in the stairwell. So there's, you know, great angles and they're bringing these. So I took photography in college way back in the day, but we had a dark room and now they have like these, uh, like lights and they've got little time switches on it that are attached remotely to their camera. It's just intense. 
yeah. like <laughs> technology. But yeah, so everyone was just stationed somewhere else, and um, I'm excited to see it. And honestly, I hope I get to. I don't know. So Rochelle, if you're listening, please let me know when your students are done and graded. Oh yeah, I mean that's really cool though to like have everybody like uh, I don't know pick a spot, but you guys were all put in a spot, and then you know every every student had to eventually come to you and take a picture. Yep. Did they did they like tell you how to pose and stuff too? Or yeah, and it it was a lot of that, and I it was hard as like an older person of the arts to not try and give suggestions, but I knew this was their graded you know, this was their assignment. So I was like, I'm just here. Tell me what you want me to do. Yep. And, you know, some of them are really sheepish, which I understand. I'm a soon-to-be 44-year-old dude, and there's this timid little 20-year-old girl with a camera like, can you stand over here? You know, and I'm covered in tats. Yeah, there's an actual child there, and you're a grown man. Yeah, and and their job is to tell me what to do. That's probably a brand-new shoe for them to wear. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, But some of them, uh, there was this cat, Ty. He was... He was spot on. He was like, hey, man, do this. Go here. Uh, can you do this? Oh, just a little that way. I'm like, you got a place to be, man. Yep. You know where yeah. you're going. Yeah. And that's kind of crazy because uh, I wonder if they'll, like, it's a photography class. They'll probably figure out eventually that you can, like, pose people around and stuff. Because, like, I hate it when I, like, everyone's just like, take a picture. And it's like, where, what should we do? And they're like, this looks good. And they just snap one. And, like, it's nice when, like, an actual photographer is like, do this, do that. Yeah, because it's the difference between, oh, your smile looks decent here compared to, like, oh, that is a wicked angle. Like, look yeah. at the shadow on your nose, you know. Exactly. Yeah. I, uh, the camera angle means a lot. Like, the last time I was here, if anybody's, like, watching on the Patreon or whatever, go watch the last one. Or uh, check out the, the last video clip. But it's, like, the worst angle I could have ever been sitting at. I'm, like, slouching in a chair. Oh. And, like, it's, you could just see, like, the COVID weight, like, on me. Just, like, oh. ba-boo. It's funny you say that. I was looking at the video clip of uh, you and I together for the last shot. And I've since rearranged my house since then and i was like oh so that's what the muffin top looks like from the back and side yeah it happens you know like i feel like a lot of people have uh, ballooned up but there's also a lot of people are starting to go on their way down like losing weight though too so i made it a point to stop drinking those java like uh monster energy drinks oh yeah the coffee ones yeah that's it that's all i'm eliminating everything else i'll do the same I bet that's, you know, honestly, like, if you drink one of those a day, that's a lot of calories just to, just to delete. Oh, for real. I don't I, know. It, I almost want to, like, pull an empty can to see what... Oh, thank God I don't have one Yeah, I've been sticking to it. That's but, good. That's good, yeah. though. Yeah. I mean, like, cutting some of that stuff out is uh, usually just some of the simplest stuff. Just the treats. You know, yeah. get rid of the treats. And... Yeah. and Well, we used to Frisbee golf all the time. Yeah, that's I, true. I haven't gone out for months. And now it's cold, so it's like, oh, I've got an excuse not to go out, other yeah. than just sheer laziness. I almost hit you up last weekend to go when it was, like, really nice for the weekend. I was like, this this would have actually been a really good time to go, but I don't remember what I was I was busy doing something. Well, what's tomorrow look like? I it's my birthday. It is your birthday. Um, I do not actually have anything going on tomorrow that I know of. Um, one thing, though, that um, we were trying to do, a, like, for a while now is make like a physical copy of uh, oh, some yes. of your albums so yes. like maybe we could do that tomorrow if i've got some free time oh for sure um, and uh hats off to brad hofing at dead road music and absolutely so he uh he took the time to record my silly little stories and we did it right here in this house and he's got it on a wave file and 
JPEGs and MP3s and stuff that are beyond me, but <laughs> he's passing it on to my other friend, Peter Stockdale of Audible Farm Podcast. Yep. And, um, so yeah, this is going to be a hard copy of the Scalehouse Sessions and um, my full band, uh, the Blue Ribbon Ramblers, live from everywhere. It's just the you know the good takes from different spots with a little bit of banter in between. So I'll yeah. apologize ahead of time. Explicit lyrics. Yeah, well, you know, it happens. All you gotta do is mark it explicit when it's on there. Big deal. Yep. I don't know. Everything's explicit these days. Even stuff that's not explicit. It's like, am I supposed to be able to say this now? Or like, should we be talking about this? I don't know. Watching daytime television, I'm like, so you're allowed to say that, huh? All right. Uh, The world's changed since I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, It's crazy, though. Like, if you just go watch, like, a sitcom from the 90s, you're like, yee, this didn't travel through time very well. Mm, Like, there's some things that are going on in here. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. This is... (laughs) This isn't necessarily about that, but uh, it's really cool, though, because, I mean, Brad has recorded a lot of stuff behind the scenes for a lot of people, and uh, we joke a lot about how Brad, like, doesn't exist, how he's not a real person. Oh, not one bit. But... Like pigeons. <laughs> but but he, he is real. He's a real guy, and, and um, yeah, it's, it's just great to have him around, like, recording things. Like I said, he's he's so knowledgeable, and he takes the time to do that all while, like, you know, having a full-time job and playing music semi-full-time, you know. His, and and his, still helping out friends in the music industry. He just, his latest recording is one of Jeremy Ober um, doing She's a Mean One, or You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. Yeah. It's yeah. for a commercial that's going to be out on television, I believe, supporting uh, some, I don't remember the the shop. It's a local shop in Fort Dodge. I don't remember which one. But it's going to be a commercial for that. And Brad just, you know, took the time out of his day, say, Jeremy, come on over, let's do this. And then he's going to master it down, get it ready, send it off. And it's all, you know, just out of kindness. Yeah, and he does all that in-house with, like, what I would just call, like, a modest setup. He doesn't have anything, like, extreme that he's doing any of this with. It's not like, I got multi-thousand dollars with it. It's like, no, it's just regular regular stuff for the most part. And that blows me away, too, like, the fact that he can just move on the fly and come out with that quality of sound especially when i got train tracks you know 10 feet from my door and a cat that refuses to leave and yeah yeah goodies below the camera so we might get a goodie shot eventually (laughs) this this episode perfect perfect Mm. Uh, but yeah i mean like like i said brad is like pretty much one of my favorite people in the music scene just for the simple fact um he would be the most interesting guy you could get on this podcast to be honest And and I feel like everyone should pester him more about it, <laughs> but I agree wholeheartedly because he's just he's he's so modest that he doesn't want to be seen. He's like, no, no one wants to hear me. No that's one wants. pretty much what it is. And I mean, like we even talked about it, like with a lot of things, though. Like he he just prefers that. I think you know he doesn't want to be the guy in front of the microphone taking all the glory and stuff like that. Even though like you and I both know from seeing him at jam nights or like here at the house sometimes, like occasionally. He's super good at singing and playing guitar, too. He's not just a bassist. Yeah, so. like the Beatles said, like, Ringo's not even the best drummer in the Beatles, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Brad's the best musician in the band. Like, Very well could basically be. Basically any band he steps into. So. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a very well-rounded person in that aspect. But, you know, it just, it just takes all kinds of people, you know? And if that's what he'd rather do, I mean, it's hats off to him for doing all the work. Like, uh, And could you imagine if he had the time, energy, and space for, like, an actual studio? He would just be like a Phil Spector out there. No, it would be insane. It would be absolutely insane. Like if he had like all the time, energy, and money to dedicate to this that he wanted to, it would be nuts. It would be so nuts. But yeah, like so 
if we talk about all your recordings, I guess my phone's like being used at the moment, but there are some of your recordings up on Bandcamp that um, I had found and taken and putting up there for you. So if anybody's looking for any Clint Riedel stuff, that's, that, right. that's old school. We're talking, uh, there's two demos and a live recording uh, tracking back to like almost six years ago. Oh, yeah. I uh, recorded a little bit at Otho, the Junior's Motel, yep. you know, famed. And just a quick little demo. And uh, Mr. Kaufman was real nice. Just, here you go, kid. Do what you want with it. And gave me a little demo CD so I could copy it and then... I just threw that out around the area, and it got me a few gigs, you know. Yeah. And no one can hear you unless they're at your show, unless you record your music. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's true. Then you had uh, another one that uh, Bob Minter from oh, yeah. uh, Code yep. Zero Radio, Zip Code Zero. That was my first ever recording experience. Uh, we went into Bob's basement, and he was off in his sound booth, and I was in the recording booth, and I'm like, "Shit, I made it!" <laughs> you yep. know, I'm recording my music. Except, yep. unfortunately, like a couple of them were. And that was also just meant to be like, hey, this is me. This is what I sound like. Please hire me to, you know, sing in your honky tonk. But, mm -hmm. but so I recorded a couple covers. But uh, it's awesome, you know. It's such a great experience. I'm glad it started where it did because it wasn't like I spent ten thousand dollars and then made a record. I'm really ashamed of ten years later because you know I was so new at it mm -hmm. that, yeah, I, I think I went the right way just walking into it. And I understand why so many people do. Um, like Jesse, he's got an in-house studio as well. Well, so do you just in like, well, let's work out all the bugs here. And if I do want to spend that kind of money, I know what to expect and it's yeah. not going to be overwhelming and I'll be prepared. Yeah. I mean, like that's where if I ever recorded anything for anybody, I'd just be like, this is a demo. Like, don't ever call it anything more than a demo because this is going to be rough. You know, yep. it'll, it'll, it'll be recorded and it'll sound okay, but it's going to. I think you don't give yourself enough credit on the mastering side of things. I like, don't know how to do it. Oh, man. That's what Brad will say, too. I don't know how to do any of it. Yeah. Well, honestly, like, mixing is one thing. Like, you can mix and have no training and be okay at it, like, to an extent. But mastering, I, I apparently, is, like, some next level. It's like... It's like when a witch is like making a a brew. It's like the last little like sprinkle of stuff she puts in. Like that's the mastering, and like that's the ingredient that sets it off. And know? I can't find like the you know wart of newt. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Or, you know? Yep. Yep. Exactly. Eye of newt, tail of newt, rest uh -huh. of newt. <laughs> and I screwed this whole CD up. Yeah. Ah. yeah pretty much. Yep. So yeah, I mean, there is some there's some cool nuances that go into that, but it's also weird, like. Um, I guess you guys get a bonus to listen to the fact that, like, I actually I never was never trained how to, like, make videos, record, do any of this stuff. I just, I'm just guessing my way through it as I'm doing it. So, um, it, another plug Peter made my videos uh, yep. for um, Hey There Ma and Tying One On was just an outtake, but that turned out great. You were yep. just hanging out with your camera and I was. Is that recorded anywhere else? Uh, I don't think so. All right. It well, might be on this live from everywhere, but I cool. doubt it. Cool. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to check it out. Yeah, Brad just gave me that zip drive with all that stuff on it, and I, to be honest, that's three years ago, <laughs> so yeah. it's hard to tell. And that's also really crazy, because, like, um, so you do have, like, let's we're going to come back to that, but you do have a live album also on Bandcamp as well, uh, and I can't remember, it's what was it called, like? Strange days and restless nights. Oh, or something. strange days and hard nights. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So uh, that was like literally like five years ago. You know, almost six years ago or something like that. Yeah. Recorded it in a blizzard while 
<laughs> the Hawkeyes were playing in the Rose Bowl, so nobody showed up. <laughs> yep. But it was a great time. That's... Rented a space and just nailed it. You get one try. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that was like a live show, though, right? Yep. Yeah. That's really crazy, you know? So you do have, like, one live album actually out there somewhere. And the other thing that's cool is, like, I can't remember what we were doing. We were just sitting here, and we were going through all your CDs, like, looking at, like, what was on there. And then you're like, oh, here, this is a demo I recorded. I was like, what? No. Uh-huh. So then you like started peeling through and finding them all. I was like, we got to solidify these things somewhere. So we put them on Bandcamp. So if you want, you can buy those albums um, digitally yep. on Bandcamp. And I do know for a fact there's, on at least two of them, there's bonus songs if you buy the album. So, right um, so that's uh, how we ended up setting that up. Soon to be uh, you know, more up there, but also there is another album of yours out there that's not on Bandcamp yet yep, and, yep. and it's uh the scalehouse sessions and that's actually available anywhere you listen you can stream uh we're talking itunes the whole nine yards so if you guys are doing spotify or whatever you can listen to it on there uh clint riedel scalehouse sessions yep. all brad's doing i tell you yeah and that's like you said brad can can come over with about like one bag full of gear and a laptop and oh, and, re- and record an album for you. And, and, and it sounds two like shoes <laughs> is on his lap, and I'm gargling wild turkey because I got a sore throat. And yeah. it's just magic. Yeah, it's crazy, you know. And he and recorded that album for you, so that's all. Like I said, available pretty much anywhere if you want to buy that. Uh, it will be on Bandcamp eventually. Yeah, I'm super excited for the hard copies, and you're probably the best ear, you know, for these questions. Like, what's the best pricing, you know, that you can see and like for the rates you have to buy a thousand to get any sort of deal on it yeah i mean you have to kind of buy a lot to get like the really good deals but at the same rate like when i had the ones for three finger betty made the cds like it is a slim jewel case with a cover and a cd like that's all that it is and i can't remember what the cost is but they're not insanely expensive i remember we, we sat and looked at it one time together so well, and I love your vinyls too for Three Finger Betty, but like, <laughs> those, like when you look into the prices of that, it's like, ooh, it's going to be a while before I make some vinyls. Yeah, if you only want to buy a small handful of them, they're like twenty or thirty bucks a pop. Like, yeah. and if, and it, you have to start up in your quantity to even make it even worth your while. And that's that's where it was tough with Three Finger Betty because it was just like, I mean, you almost should charge like twenty five or thirty bucks for a vinyl. Yeah, and, but ours is just a six song EP. So it's like we shouldn't charge like a zillion dollars for this, you know. So we literally are like breaking even by selling them, you know, like. Yep. And that's uh, it. Kind of sucks, but I but guess you know. Then you get guys like me, like this is cool. You got to see this, you know, showing off yep. the red disc. Yeah, and the, the artwork. Red, and, yeah, the red uh-huh. disc is cool. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there. That's gonna be like the next thing coming out for you will be some physical copies of the Scalehouse sessions. That will be. Uh, that's like next on the docket for you and I to tackle together. So uh, whether or not we go over to the junkyard uh, in Barnum and st- steal some of their internet, yep. uh, borrow it. Uh, <laughs> Dirty folk musician. Yep. Don't have the Wi-Fi. Yep. Whether we do that or what, whatever ends up happening. So um, we'll have to get that done here sometime in the next couple of weeks. Unfortunately, it's not going to be done in time for you to like go down to Nashville with any physical copies. But nope, But I am going to Nashville. Yeah, that's uh, going to be really cool. It's, um, it's that conversation every musician around here has had with somebody in the crowd. They're like, oh, man, I loved it. Why don't you go to Nashville? And I, I don't know how everyone else responds, but I just say, like, there's a whole lot of fish in that sea. Like, yeah. a lot. You yeah. know, around here, you can make a pretty good living just being a small fish in a 
in a pond rather than trying to get down there and you know not everyone's taylor swift and if you want to be a professional musician you know three gigs a three gigs a week ain't a bad life yeah, yeah that's and true. you can find that around here it's, you can i, I love you fort dodge can. yeah uh like iowa in general there's a lot of places to play it's it's pretty wonderful we're gonna come back to the nashville stuff here in a second but uh the last thing i want to talk about and like reiterate was the fact that live from anywhere is an album from the blue ribbon ramblers essentially oh yeah so it's uh is it all rambler songs or are there other uh, songs nope. on there it's, it's just all rambler songs but um there might be a couple that cross over from scalehouse sessions my solo album just because you know it's a good song but it's an entirely different view of it like once mm-hmm. jordan's wailing on the lead guitar and caleb's banging on the drums and brad's playing along with the bass it's it's a whole different energy for the exact same lyrics. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's really cool, though, because like I said, Brad is not only like recording stuff like for a lot of people, but he does run sound on occasion for people, too. Yep. And when he does, he's a lot of times re- recording what's coming off of his soundboard, and he's got a, a nice enough one for a live situation that it allows him to manipulate it afterwards track by track so you can go through and mix stuff and stuff. And I'm not exactly sure how that sound that board works but whatever he's mixing live sounds great too he just ran sound for full brutal show down at shiny top and i showed up and i'm like man that sounds good because if you've ever been to a brutal republic show it can be like in your face aggressive yeah you know they they got the half stack and vino's turned up to 11 and caleb's just punching the drums like they owe him money yep but brad's got it dialed in and they're all comfortable and they just sound like a million bucks in a room that is hard I know personally to dial in for sound. Yeah, definitely. Um, a lot of times when I've been there, I've brought our own sound equipment because it's like, well, I don't want to. I always it, hate it's going hard some... trusting someone else. Yeah, it's hard. I like it's tough going somewhere else and fig- trying to figure out like what everyone's got going on because you know how your setup works. But if it's yep. just like somewhere else, it's like, well, what are these? What where are these going to? And like, well, nothing's labeled. And they're like, well, the bottom one's a power yeah. amp. And oh, it's and like, if you do have a problem, like, I hope you showed up an hour ahead of time to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How does how does the monitor work? You know, I can't get it. In, you know, it's just a bunch of blah, you know. It, um, call me old school. I just like a mixing board, like a physical one. It's easy to see like what cables are plugged in where and where you they're and going. Both. But, yeah. but you know, the digital stuff is kind of taken over. And I, I've I honestly wouldn't mind going that route. You know, after I've used a few of them, it's like this. It's actually pretty nice, and you can get away with, like, there's a lot of nice, cheap digital mixers out there if anybody's looking for one. Um, I, but, see, I see the similarities in them. Like, I think Caleb went out and bought the same model as Brad's. He's running sound for day drinkers, and uh, I don't think he adds too much to his other Corey Waller. But, yeah, so, like, everyone's just upgrading, and they're doing it the right way, and apparently yeah. Brad set the precedence. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, and I'm not trying to, like, point fingers at people, but he's been coming to, to jam nights lately, Chris Carr. Like, yeah, no doubt. Uh, I I feel like a lot of that's Chris Carr. I mean, like, I know he's got the same live mixer. Yeah, that, that's where that Brad bought it. I yep. think, actually, I bought it for Brad. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and he, inf- he influences a lot of people, whether or not he knows he does, you know. Um, and some of that comes from the fact that he run you know ran a music shop in oh, town yeah, for it, years. His opinion's really valued around this area. Yeah, because... He wasn't just a musician. He was a gigging musician, yeah. so he knew what worked and what didn't and how it worked, you know? Yeah. MacGyver if you got to, but you got to. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's why I always said, like, the classic 30, this is Chris Carr special right here, baby. You mm-hmm. know, like... Yeah, no, no. Yeah. And it is, you know, everyone's like, I like your amp, it sounds, your tone is great, and I'm like, yep, 
that's uh, thanks. Thank Chris Carr for that one right there. Yeah, he pulled in with a identical, didn't he? Like he had the same amp you were playing with Tuesday. We were, yeah, we just played jam night and he same, shows up. But it was it was a different one. I can't remember. I think it was a chicken head. Maybe I don't know. He's got some some other. It's, just a delight when they show up because yeah. like Jeremy starts drumming a lot more often now, which blows my mind because he's pretty good at it, yep. you know. And then Chris jumps up and they start just almond brothers it back and forth yeah those two are nuts together but they're like you know go figure they worked in a guitar shop together for like what five ten years so. yeah that, that <laughs> marriage already know they know what they're thinking yeah they were like the only two people in the guitar shop working there so like how cool would that be if that, like that was your job and it's just like well we're just playing guitar all day long you know ask the merits <laughs> you know? well true yeah i mean there's, there's a family Hi, Jake and Greg. yeah yeah exactly but yeah, so like hats off once again to Brad for recording in the background and any, you know, you guys sat down and I wonder, I, we haven't even looked at it yet. I wonder if everything's labeled as to like what date and where it was at and stuff like that or Ooh, not. I hope so. I don't know if he was that on top of the things because like you, ha I'm not sure, but I'm sure you have to label it as of the, the, as of when you work on it or does it just say when it's recorded? Uh, there might be some like internal, like this is the date. That would that be it was awesome. Created, but maybe. Like, but ooh. also, like, I don't know. It depends. It really depends. Uh, we'll have to check it out. That but. would be fun. And, like, when I write my songs or even, you know, paint a painting, I date them. And songs, I even put, like, 11.49 a.m., you know, just so I know, like, when I look back at it, like, hmm, I bet I was in a weird spot right then, you know, because yeah. it wasn't, like, 10.30 in the morning on a Sunday. Yeah. You know? Yeah, or a late night thing or whatever. Yeah, it's like, oh, I still made some sense. Right on. Good for me. That's pretty wild. That's pretty wild. Yeah, so there's going to be uh, another album coming out. It'll be Blue Ribbon Ramblers. Uh, we'll have to sit down and discuss before that one comes out how we want to like title it and stuff. Sure. And um, I do know that Brad also has recorded like a couple other, I want to say like singles of yours, and those are also yep. available for streaming at least on YouTube, if nothing else. Yeah, I was listening to Josh Mason, 92.1, uh, in Fort Dodge there playing local musicians, and I heard a song I completely forgot I wrote, let alone took the time, and Brad took the time to record it. Uh, Carry Me Home, it's from my buddy Ethan. His mom had passed away, and I didn't know what else to do other than write him a song, so I did. And I was like, well, we can get this on the radio by Friday, because he was heading off to Colorado for the visitation and all that fun stuff. And I was like, well, we can get this on the radio in time. Come on, boys. So they all popped over and we recorded the song, and it turned out delightful. I was just sitting there listening to Josh Mason, and then that song kicked on, and I was like, forgot about that. That's a good one. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's really cool. So there's a recording of that somewhere out there, too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's got like, what a... Uh Benton Liberty. Oh, yeah. And, and Benton Liberty, Bent on Liberty. It's all about a story. Yeah, I could say this because it's a podcast. So um, Terry Branstad, our ex-governor, was cutting funds for um, mental health and public health and just anything that he could slash, he slashed. And he saved us a lot of money. Thank you so much, Terry Branstad. But at one point, uh, he wasn't going to see anything done about the marijuana laws even though all the states around us were rethinking and relooking at these things and there was a guy who wasn't feeling good had cancer and his son was uh growing growing herbal medicine for him and just helping him out it was he was breaking it down to oil it's not like his old man was sitting there taking bong rips or anything 
And and uh, this is all paraphrasing, mind you. <laughs> you know, he could have been. I wasn't there. But um, sentenced to jail, both of them, cancer-ridden and, you know, for consuming and the other cat for growing. And I'm not completely sure, but uh, I think uh, cancer won a couple of years after his sentencing, and he might have had some leniency to where he got to not be in jail. I don't know how it turned out, but... Brad did take the time to reach out to the widow, sent that song, and she replied with, that's a very sweet song. And, you know, I took some artistic liberties and made some lyrics up that probably didn't exist. But, yeah, it's recorded as well out there, and it's kind of neat that she took the time and Brad took the time to do that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, that was one where I was just like, this is a nice song. And then it's like, oh, there's actually like a story behind it, you know, and a, a real life story. And, you know, taking those artistic liberties, that's should is justified you should be able to do that you know um sometimes the sky's purple when it ain't yeah exactly you know well you know i I drew the duck blue because i'd never seen a blue duck before and i wanted to see a blue duck fair but yes so like there's that one there's also uh while the world dies is another one that he recorded i know that one's at least on youtube uh as an audio and as a video so and that one that's so funny uh this cat reached out and he wanted to play it on i think it was it was a country station we'll say that like a new country station and i don't think he really sat down and listened to the lyrics because it's you know to be fair it's an anti-trump song and i wrote it you know a few years back in the midst of all that turmoil it's very topical which i'm not a big fan of topical songs like you can't sing about punky brewster nowadays and expect everyone to know what you're talking about yeah yeah they don't, so, they don't travel well with time. Yeah, so I was like, well, this is just kind of a throwaway song, but it's real fun to play. And I got Jeremy to play leads on it, and uh, Brad dropped some bass, and uh, you made the video for it, mm-hmm. and it just it worked out real slick. But, yeah, when that country station reached out to me, they were like, yeah, we want to play this. Or they heard my name, and they are like, could you send us some examples? And I sent them those directions, you know, the YouTube stuff, and... He's like, all right, you're going to be on the radio on Friday. We're going to play While the World Dies. And that's, I just responded with, cool. Yeah. Because I didn't want to be like, well, you know. You see, here's the deal. You're probably going to get some backlash from your, uh, you know, your program manager. Someone ahead of you is going to be upset for that choice. Uh, from what like I found out in my own personal experiencing from soliciting radio stations and having them play stuff is um, a lot of people don't notice word you know and also like that's one of those things they teach you in like radio school like somebody does use profanity like don't even bring it up just just glide right past it and the only way you should like make apologies if it's something that's grave you know like Mm -hmm. you know grave misconduct of some sort you know yeah because the world's not going to take time out of their day to come up to you and say hey i heard this word at 12 30 i heard somebody say poo poo and it was you know i had my 10 year old in the car some 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 i'm almost leaning off camera now whatever that's all right a train's coming we'll get to catch that on film oh my gosh i'm radar o'reilly now when a train like i can feel it like 10 miles down oh geez yeah i got i've got my like noise canceling headphones on so i it doesn't, I don't know. I can't I'm tell telling if it's you, coming or it's not. A coming. I guess maybe we'll get to see what that's like. But uh, yeah, the trains here. That's funny, you know. And then like you got to think like Brad's got to record around a <laughs> yeah. train schedule. <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank God they're folk songs. It's like three minutes in, out, done, cut. You know, because yep. if it's anything longer than five minutes, at some point you're going to get a train around here. It's grain moving season. Yep, yep. This is funny. This is like 
turned into like the Brad podcast without actually uh, like you know. <laughs> oh, by the way, I am obligated legally to mention that Brad no longer wears women's underwear while he drives the semi truck. <laughs> so if you see him in the big red Decker semi truck, wave at him, knowing him, knowing that he's got pants on. <laughs> very nice, very mm-hmm. nice. All right, fair point. Uh, that's funny. Um, <laughs> I don't know. What to do. I, don't I know caught what to do. so much backlash because <laughs> I go on, I go on air, and I tell everybody all these truths about Brad Hofing, and all of a sudden <laughs> his mom's just not impressed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I couldn't, couldn't imagine why. Nope. <laughs> uh, but bless his heart. So he actually went out and recorded like a whole pile of your Blue Ribbon Rambler stuff. Oh, and some of the recordings he's done of Jeremy are phenomenal. Oh yeah, like he caught uh, their protest, like they had that pipeline protest show mm-hmm. uh, up at the library, and. Caleb was upset with his microphone being in the way or something, so he just whipped it out of his face. And Vino's uh, bass rig wasn't run through the system, but he somehow used the mic that Caleb was mad at and swung around to pick up Vino's bass and track that through. And I don't know if any of you guys out there know how hard that is to clean up, but it sounds great. It's like, Jesus, Brad, how'd you do that? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's a little bit of a wizard when it comes down to that stuff, so... Um, eventually, I mean, you go to follow Clint on Facebook or something, but eventually that will be out somehow, for sure. whether or not uh, we should probably release it as a blue ribbon ramblers thing, but we'll see what, what ends up, you know, uh, where, the, where well, it all ends up going. So it'll be all over the place. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, might've just let Brad do it. Uh, if he wants to upload it somewhere, cause he did upload your last album, didn't he? I think that was you, man. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember who uh, uploaded your last album. Cause I don't think I did. It certainly wasn't me. Oh yeah, well we'll have to figure we'll have to figure out what's going to be the best option for that one too. Um, but yeah, so uh, changing onto the subjects, I I think this is going to be slightly shorter podcast than normal. We're already a half an hour in, but uh, I know I don't have much like recording space on my phone left to record any video. Goody hasn't made a single appearance yet. Nope, but she's literally like laying right next to the camera. Oh, I should pick her up real quick, just so. No, that's cool. For those of no, you that are watching, no, no, that's awesome. Be prepared. No. Uh, <laughs> if you have a weak stomach, my cat has what we call face cancer, uh, and she looks like an extra <laughs> in a zombie film. Jeremy Ober says unnecessary. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna show her to you real quick. This will not be in the video clip. This will just be in the Patreon. Oh my God, they're gonna kick me off YouTube. Oh, <laughs> uh, hopefully the the lighting's not super great. Oh my gosh, can you see? I don't know if you can see that. Well, you can see a silhouette of a cat. Well, she's the most beautiful thing ever. She uh, just yes. smells a little rough. Yeah, she's definitely one of my favorite kitties of all yep. time. So, all time. Uh, yeah, and it is unfortunate. We did talk about that a little bit in the last podcast. I think it even made it into the clip. Um, but yeah, Goody kind of made an appearance. A little bit in there. A little show stealer. There she goes. Let's see if she hits the camera. Uh, Nope. Train ninja. Graceful cat. It's so funny because like I'm watching the screen to see if you guys can see what we're seeing, but you definitely can't. So, (laughs) Uh, rock and roll to Goody. You know, sneaking in and out. A little sleuth. Being a nice recording studio cat too. Always. She's been on every album recorded in this place. Yep. The last podcast, she was almost audible. Like, if you really listen to it, you can kind of hear it one spot. But she, otherwise, yeah, she's a pretty nice cat. I thought she was mute for, like, the first two years. She just didn't say nothing. Just kind of hung out. And then all of a sudden, this cat named Larry comes around, teaches her to use her voice, and now she just doesn't shut up. <laughs> it's like, oh, by the way, I'm really, really hungry. It's four in the morning. I know. 
That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. So you're going to end up going to Nashville here. That's going to be the next topic. Yeah. Uh, Jesse Wilson, you know, you play in his band. Yeah, I heard of him. Uh, he, <laughs> he's this he's this asshole I know. But, uh, no, he's... Nice guy. Yeah, he's a great dude. And he said, you know, I went out... He went out and did the songwriter round. And he said, I got kind of an in now. So he lined up a date for himself to be in a songwriter round and then gave me the information... And I actually followed up on it and sent this lady an email, and she responded back with, yeah, we've got these slots show up before this time. Uh, excited to hear from you. So it's like, yeah, buddy. And then Jesse went out of his way and got the Airbnb for four days. Me, him, Jeremy Ober, um, we're all going to go down. Pete, you should go <laughs> You should go to Nashville. I wish, yep. I wish. Well, no reason not to. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, we're all going to head down there. And uh, I already talked to that lady in charge of, I don't remember the name of the bar. But, uh, yeah, going to try and get my foot in the door down there. But like I say, it's just, it's an experience. I'm more excited for, like, East Nashville to go see, you know, Todd Snyder's, like, Purple Church. And, you oh, know, be cool. just hang out in the places that I've heard about only in song lyrics. Yeah, so. Jesse was talking about that, too. It's like, he knows a few places to go. Where, you know, you could go in there and there might be like open mics where you can get up there for a song or two and then get popped back down. Yeah, I'm not expecting to get a paying gig. Like, you know, traveling to Oklahoma, I was like, I can make money on this trip. But Mm -hmm. traveling to Nashville, I'm like, these people have got everything lined up for about the next year and a half. So, But yeah, I mean, like, he's he went down there the first time blindly and explored a bunch of stuff and figured some stuff out. So now he knows some places to go and he's just going to do the same thing he did last time. He said, and explore some new places. So oh, yeah, build, you know, the, build you, that web. You never know. Like we were talking about it. Like what if you just take like a random jaunt to a suburb or like you're just outside oh, sure. of town and you're like going to some podunk bar and it's just packed full of people and you're like, can I play here tonight for like a hundred bucks? You know, <laughs> you know just there, throw, there throw out a short number and just be like, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm bringing my tower and everything else just in case something like that happens because there's honestly a couple, uh, the Devil's Backbone Tavern, uh, Todd Snyder's Hangout back in the day. Like, I want to go see this place. And it's one of those. Like, you're going to travel 45 minutes and it's going to be worth it. Cool. That's cool. Yeah, because, I mean, the best stuff isn't always, like, right there downtown or whatever, you know. I mean... It, you know, it's like watching Rick Steves, uh, the tourist guy on mm-hmm. Island Public Television. He's like, yeah, expect the tourist stuff if you're going, you know, if you want to see the Coliseum, you know you're going to be surrounded by tourists. Enjoy it. Embrace it. He's like, but if you want to experience the, cu- the culture, he's like, four blocks that way. Yeah, and, and literally what it is. Yep, so, yeah, we'll we'll see the strip and I'll embrace it. But, like, I came here for the, you know, the four blocks away Nashville. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I was listening to a podcast recently. They were talking about that with, like, Bourbon Street. They said, like, Bourbon Street's, like, crazy. Just people just hanging off balconies, just wasted. But, like, a block in either direction, they're, like, it's, like, super nice stuff. Like, you know, there's restaurants and stuff. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It's people. There's people that live there. Like, they have to go to an actual job and stuff. You know, like, it's not just party time all the time. But, yeah, I mean, like, Vegas is no different, though. I mean, there's a lot of places, like, once you get, like, just a little ways away from all the busy stuff, you're just like, oh, this is cool over here. And I kind of want to see the real side of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's so that's going to be a really fun adventure for, for you guys to go down there. Oh, and, you're coming. Uh, I'll make it one of these times for you sure. You can ride with me, man. I got room. Oh, my God, it'd be nice. But, yeah, I'll have to I'll have to pass, unfortunately. I'm I'm not sure I actually have, like, 
I'd probably have the vacation days to do it, but probably not on such a short notice is the issue. So I was going to say, real real life steps in the way sometimes. Yeah, and I mean, that's why the podcast wasn't out last week. And I mean, if it's not like gigging is getting in the way of doing the podcast, but it is kind of tough to to do everything I want to do. There's not enough hours in the day anymore, you yeah, know? For real. And, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not trying to make excuses or whatever, but it's like, oh, I got a full-time job, and I the week before and after thanksgiving i think i played like seven shows or something you know and it's it's a lot it's a lot of shows dude on top of a 10-hour day that you just got done with today at a regular job yeah and And then going to jam nights on tuesdays and people are just like why don't you just not go to jam nights it's like not go to jam night like what are you talking about that's when i get to see all my friends yeah yeah yeah, exactly that's the one time i get to see all my friends that's how i look at it too like we never get to hang out on the weekends because you're playing somewhere i'm playing not the same place yeah yeah yeah. exactly sunday rolls around for one time There was one time you were playing at the same place Jesse was playing at, and we split a bill. Oh, bootleggers? Yeah, that was actually yep. tons of fun. Yeah, it was. Nate still talks about that. He's like, why don't you guys... Nate, the owner of bootleggers, great guy. Yep. He's like, why don't you guys just do that again? And I thought, well, there's no reason not to. So me and Jesse shared that uh, again and went over great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's great. Uh, it's absolutely killed because, like, the one time... It was the two of you guys playing, and I, you know, I came up and played some leads with you here and there, or whatever. And then there was another time you were playing, and you were just like, "I've got an extra acoustic," so I played, I think, like three or four songs with you. And then I let you finish out your set and do another set solo. And then we we're like, "Oh, well, maybe we'll do another one." And then it was it ended up being too late. So you know, like I have palled around up there every now and then. I try my best not to get in the way, though. You know, like when it's somebody else's show. No, I'll always reference Scott Dahl. Like, well, you reference him. You know, just. Get in the way when it's your turn, yep. and you're great at that. I I'm, I learned, you know, some of that just is going to jam nights for like three years or four years straight or whatever it is, however long I've been going. Actually, um, it came up in my memories. It was, I think it was the three-year anniversary of us doing the first podcast we did together, which was like the 11th episode of this podcast. And that was right before we played together at Patty's, right? Uh, yeah. Like, Man, I miss Patty's. Gina, I miss your too. bar. I was, I was actually just talking about Patty's to somebody recently, like... I used to go to school and then went to work after, like, go to college. And then I went to work after college. And then after that, I, like, came home and did my homework. And then after that, I would drive to the, the Patty's Pub Jam. Oh, sure. And that know? goes on till you know, 2. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they would, they would, those things would go on till 11, 12, 1, depending on who were there, how many people were there. But I would always just... There were just so many musicians that would show up there. It was unreal. Just like everyone was carrying a case of some sort in. Yep. I always tossed a guitar in my, my car, and I always tried to carry it in and sneak in, but Ober always noticed, so, you know, hats off to him. But One of the advantages to being immortal. Yeah. <laughs> you could see in the dark. Yeah. But it's pretty crazy, though, to think that, like, you know, been doing the podcast for at least three years, and that's, like, how I met you, and that's how I met, like, almost, you know, I would say it's how I've met like 50% of the people I've done the podcast like have been people I didn't know beforehand or like maybe like 30 or 40%. Oh, just the people like you've done podcasts with and then they end up at the jam is pretty freaking cool. Like That is cool. Oh man, Chris Anderson, yep. he yep. showed up. I shared a bill with him. He let me, he was kind enough to let me play a show with him down in Des Moines and you showed up there. Yep. And I'm playing a little bit with you guys. Would have never met this guy if it wasn't for Audible Farm because he he was listening to the metal podcast and he's yep. like, man, I hear this stuff about the jam. Yep. Yeah. I mean, there's so many people. Uh, the jam, if anybody's wondering, uh, Barnum Jam, uh, Junkyard in Barnum, Tuesday yeah. nights, starts at seven. 
no sign up sheet just come up yeah. bring an instrument come on fun. come all yep it's pretty pretty simple pretty basic stuff there are people starting to come in from out of town to this yeah. thing uh dude brought a dobro last night yep. like a like a He's... big old steel monster cinder block guitar and he lives in dubuque trucks out of des moines found out from someone down there about the jam yeah and then so he was working in the fort dodge area and he's like well that's close to barnum and he so. said he plays shows in the quad city so this guy's all over the state somehow i don't know and that's what's funny is like somehow found out about the podcast and, and then he gets to sit there and do jazz riffs with you know vino and yep. you know fernando just yep. the strangest combinations that would never exist without that opportunity on a tuesday yeah, and I've got his number, and it's just oh, my phone's over there. I for, I forgot his name though, because um, it's only the second time it's he's Jason, been here. Jason, I believe. Is that what it is? I think so. Yeah, because this is only the second time, maybe yeah. third, he's ever been here. Yeah. But like it was the other time was like in the summer, and so when he showed up, I was just like, oh my gosh, what are you doing here? And I was like, sweet. And I just like plugged all this stuff in, and like, let's do this. You're getting up there now. Like, let's do this. Oh God, even uh, Mike, I forget his last name. Uh, Smith showed up last night. I think it's Smith. But anyway, uh, old timer plays a mean oh, strap. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. I know that guy. Yeah, just it's amazing what comes walking in the door on a Tuesday. Yeah, that was tons of fun because like when he came in, it was just like, "Have at her, bud." Yeah, you know, like, let let the kids get out of the way and let the old man, ha you know, yeah. have at it. Yeah, because I mean, we're there all the time making noise, you know, and that's the other thing. There's so many people that show up late to jam night, and they're like, and he's been playing music like three times longer. No one's been alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah, him and Owen know each other actually too. I can't yeah, I think, remember how. I think they're in a church band together. There you uh, go. Same with Sydney. Hi, Sydney. Yep. yep. Yeah, Sydney uh, came up. He he actually came to the show that we played uh, Thanksgiving Eve and came up and sang like three songs. Nice. Just crushed it. Like of absolutely course. crushed yeah. it. People were just like, "Who is this guy?" It's like, like, "Don't give him the guitar. We'll never get back on stage. Yep, He's too yep, good." Yeah, it was it was pretty freaking sweet. He's so good. It was tons of fun. But yeah, him and his wife. That's it's fun to watch them play together too. Like yep. Just kind of bounce off each other, and they know what's coming, you know. Yep, yep, they've done it enough. So yeah, I mean it's it's pretty sweet, pretty good times. I mean, like like we just said, you know, all these stories about going to shows and things like that. Like you weren't there because you were playing a show, yeah. You know, and so that's why one of the best parts about going to jam nights you get to hang out with your buddies, get to make music with them, you know. Yeah, like when am I gonna run into Emily Johnson other than a Tuesday? But yeah, exactly. she'll show up and you know grace us with amazing voice and talent, and it's like. Hey, Em, how the hell you been? You yep. know, because you don't ever get to talk to your friends. Yep. Or you get to see, like, the one-off things, like Brad playing an acoustic and singing songs. Yeah. You know, or, like, Carson singing, you know, because, like... For sure. Or Carson drumming. That, yeah. That or time playing she got bass. Up. Yeah, no doubt. She, she played bass to kill a dog for you for yep. a while, you know, for a while, so that's... Ah, you know, it's just, I don't know. Jam yeah, it's a really fun. good energy. You need to make it out if you haven't been there. Yeah, and I'm trying to... Like, I've started, like, figuring out where a few different jam nights are taking place like in the Des Moines area and a couple other towns. And I've got my eye on some, like I might, I want to just show up and just hang out at a few. And I'd just tag along with you, you know, honestly, like, just another foot in the door, meet more people. Yeah. Not even necessarily like gig wise, but like, Hey, I really got along with this violin player I met, you know? Yeah. Well, I know there's an acoustic jam going on. I think it's might be Mondays in Des Moines. Jesse and I were going to go to one once, and then I can't remember. Something happened, and neither one of us could end up going. So, um, But, yeah, so we're, we're going to try to get out of some of those somewhere sometime. But. And they do pay off. Hell, uh, Caleb and, uh, well, Corey Waller and the Wicked Things are going to be playing down at El Rays in Iowa City Saturday. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm not saying, like, 
like I didn't start any of that, but I do remember me and Jesse sleeping in a Ford Focus because <laughs> yep. we went down to a jam night. One, they reached out to me and we went down, and it was just a singer songer night. You get like two songs, you know, so be it. Yeah, walk off it, stage. I think they called it like a writer's circle or something. Yeah, yeah, and that paid off in gold because. I got done with that, and they talked to the manager, and I got a gig out of that. Then we got a full band gig, and then I got to just be an opener every now and then. And I, I would hope that Caleb was like, man, I've heard a lot of good things about this l Rays. Let's go down there, you know, talking yep. to his other band. Cause... Yeah, I and that's the other thing is there's nobody here that's really, like, mad or feels like anybody's stepping on each other's toes. <laughs> no, it's what like... the hell was I going to do? Call l Rays and be like, why aren't I playing? Yeah, why, why, are, you booking, why are you booking my <laughs> friends? Oh, yeah, I'm already, I'm already like... booked at Fort yeah. Dodge, but yeah. Yeah, it, it, and I got, you know, that that's what comes back to be a testament. Like, a lot of us just enjoy each other. Like, we're playing at jam nights, and, like, we're all just goofing around having a good time. I've never laughed so much playing... I never thought I would laugh playing music and have that much fun playing music. It sounds so cheesy and corny to say, like, I love music so much. I have so much fun playing it. But, like, I'm dying laughing up there next to Owen sometimes. Oh, I believe it. You know, like, Some of the wit that comes out of that kid's because, mouth. It's just so funny. And some of it's just what he's doing on the bass. You know, oh, like, yeah. He's he's anti- antagonizing you, but with music. With music. Yeah. That's exactly he's like, what I'm he's doing. He's putting you down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just, he's doing, like, a copycat thing. You know, like, it's like, stop copying me, man. Yeah. You know? Um, I do recall there was a show we were playing and every now and then I'll, I'll play, like I play primarily, like I would say like a bluesy ish style, but every now and then I'll throw some stuff in there where it's like, check out this. It's like, here's an accidental and it's actually going to fit. And I'll do that. And Owen will just be like, Ooh, he'll, he'll, like, <laughs> yeah. he'll like do that from across the stage. Like, look at me like, Ooh, uh. like, yeah. And so, uh, I tried doing that at another show recently and it was like, in a blatant spot where if I made a wrong note, everyone was going to hear it. And I obviously like nobody cares because it's live music and nobody notices, but I played like a horribly wrong note. Purposefully. And, yeah. and, and I did it non-purposefully, but, oh, but, right but Owen looked over me and he did the Ooh thing, but it was slightly different inflection. He was just like, Ooh, like, <laughs> like, Ooh, <laughs> you know, he's like, hands you a towel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that was, that wasn't good, dude. It was really funny though. You know, so and it, we could turn this into a podcast about like the bass players of Webster County. Honestly, get like Brad and Vino and Owen all on a podcast, and oh, that'd be hilarious! Just the t- stuff that would fly out of their mouths. <laughs> oh man, okay. I'll have the edit button like right handy. I would love that conversation. <laughs> like, let the three of them just talk about bass and just put the mic in the middle and be like, "Have fun." <laughs> Yeah, well, that comes back to if I had more time and more space, I would literally just set up a table with microphones and just record, like, roundtable-style stuff. Or just bring in people and talk to them. But I guess I'm okay with this renegade style of doing things uh, because if I'm going to be do- recording audio on the go, I can't really, like... Oh, yeah. Here's here's my fold-up table. And, yeah, or, you, yeah you have to come to my place or, like... I'm not dragging lights and everything with me because... Yep. I'm There's not, no need. I mean, yeah, I'm honestly also not making enough like enough money. I get it. Like the fucking it was, there's a profanity for the episode. The, the you know like it doesn't look very good. The lighting in here is not the best. Like we probably should have sat on the other side of the room. But also like I don't care. No, you know. No, if we were picking out the best spot, like. That corner of the house is amazing. You guys can't see it, but there's like an elephant sculpture and a marble bust of David. Yeah. It's just, it's really fancy in here. It does look pretty nice. It does look pretty nice. Thank you. It's got the, uh, yeah. So, anyways, yeah. So, I think we might just end this bad boy. We've got 45-ish minutes, something like, I don't know. I feel bad that the train didn't come through. Because I swear I felt it. 
<laughs> went by it quietly. It was tiptoeing. Possibly. I doubt that. Those nope. things come through honking like crazy. Yeah, they do. I cover my ears, and the cats look at me like, what is happening? Yeah, it's insane. So, uh, yeah, we didn't really talk about too much, but you do have some new material coming out, as well as possibly some physical CDs coming out. Well, not possibly. They're going to come out oh, eventually. Definitely. So. Yep. Uh, we're going to get that taken care of here in the next couple of weeks, probably. And Hopefully in time for Christmas. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I can't remember how long it took ours to get pressed. It was like a month it took. Oh, really? Because oh. they got to go through and... Fair. And, All right, and just and in time everything. for Valentine's Day. There you go. Yep. Yep. Nothing says love like Blue Ribbon Ramblers. There you go. There you go. So, otherwise, like, yeah, digitally, some more stuff's coming out for Clint Riedel digitally. Uh, check out all the links down below. Bandcamp page right now has some stuff. Otherwise, you can stream Scalehouse Sessions pretty much anywhere. Word. Go support live music. Heck yeah. All right. We're out of here. Bye, guys. Bye, buddy. And there ends another episode. I was gone for a little bit there. I was gone last week while I wasn't gone. I was still around. I was just busy. Played a lot of shows. Been working quite a bit, starting to work weekends and stuff now too, so yeah, it'll take a little bit out of you working six days a week and playing three, four shows a week, and it's just kind of crazy, so uh, been all across the state doing all sorts of fun stuff, hats off to everybody that's let me play with them, three different bands, and just doing all the stuff, you know, I, I really enjoy going out there playing music, and I'm glad there's people like the, you know Clint around to hang out with when I'm not playing music, you know, I, we talked about that fun thing with musicians where we don't get to see each other very often unless it's like a weird situation where somebody doesn't have a show or we go to a jam night. So uh, support your local musicians, support your buddies, go out and say hi to your peers at your local jam nights, things like that. Just uh, go see what's going on, pal around with some people, you never know who you'll run into. It's a fun networking opportunity. So uh, I'm going to say check out all Clint's links down below, the Bandcamp, if you guys want to buy some digital copies of Clint's music uh, I think like 95% of the money spent there goes to Clint so uh, Bandcamp is usually pretty good about that they they give quite a bit of their money I don't know exactly what the fee is I haven't looked at it in a while but it's not it's not like the whole Spotify streaming thing so if you want to go check it out go check it out there um, I think we talked about it in this episode there's some bonus material on some of those more music to come as well uh, we're going to get some physical copies ordered for Clint uh, I'm kind of behind the scenes helping him out on that as we talked about in this episode so I think Clint should have some physical copies and he wanted some so we're going to try our best to get it done and hats off to Brad for diligently working behind the scenes uh, you know he's like this the secret sauce he, he's the secret sauce he's the glue that holds this all together as far as I'm concerned he's a good guy he does a lot of work for everybody behind the scenes so thank you very much Brad for everything you're doing Dead Road Music um, you, you won't find too much about it out there but it's there and it's doing a lot of work in the Northern Iowa music scene so thank you very much Brad for, for doing all that hard work the crazy thing about that is, is he's recording all that stuff while he's playing bass in the band that you know he's recording most of the stuff for so that's pretty crazy um, you know I don't know it's just wild so pretty cool thanks Brad uh, check out all Clint's links down below give him a like everywhere go check him out live he plays tons of shows across the state he's all over the place so Thank you very much. Uh, I'm out of here this week. Check out the Audible Farm links down below. I promoted enough in the other episodes, but uh, hit subscribe and like and all the good stuff. I've got a blinding headache right now, so I'm going to scoot. But I just got to say thanks to everybody for listening each and every week. Thanks for not giving up on me. I'm sorry I took a week off. Uh, there was just no way I could even like fold up a tiny episode and slide it in there, even if it was a solo episode, which, by the way, I don't want to do too many more of, so... 
Um, I like doing the solo episodes are nice, but this it's just not a solo podcast. So I don't know. Anyways, we'll check you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Peace.